Hey y'all, it's A Few Minutes with the Pew Podcast. I'm Lily. And I'm Maddie. And we have a passion to see people make Jesus number one in their everyday lives. We want to get serious about being serious for Jesus. Will you join us? Happy Monday, y'all. We are back for another podcast episode. Super excited to dig into another great topic today. I I don't know. Mondays can be a little hard sometimes. You know, they can be a little rough. First day of the week, jumping back into lots of schoolwork, work, whatever it may be for you, whatever you're doing, it can be a little rough sometimes. So hopefully, if you listen to this episode on Monday, hopefully it gives you a little bit of a boost in your week. Hopefully, mm-hmm. it's a little bit of something to get you excited about living for Jesus. Like, that's really our goal here. With the few, we want to help you to be able to live for Jesus and to get serious about that every single week. Like you can do that this week. And so hopefully this topic, this question that we're going to be answering today, uh, maybe it's something you've been struggling with. Maybe it's something that you wonder about and we're going to get into lots of good stuff today and we're really excited about it. But before we do, we're going to chat a little bit about our giveaway that we're doing. So if you did not get the chance to listen to our latest podcast episode, the one before this, you need to go listen to it because Mm -hmm. we are doing a giveaway in honor of 5,000 downloads. Y'all, I just cannot believe it. It has been so exciting and we wanted to celebrate with y'all. So be sure to check out our latest podcast episode, but I want Maddie to give a little bit of the details here and share a little bit of those with us here on the podcast in this episode so that y'all don't miss anything. Yeah, so we wanted to make it super simple for y'all. There's not a lot that you have to do to enter. All we ask, (laughs) all we ask of you (laughs) is that you follow either our blog or our Instagram. Those are going to be the two main ones, but you can follow us on platforms like Getter or Parler Mm -hmm. or Telegram, all the different places where we are. Then you have to go back and like our last three posts before the giveaway post, which Mm we We'll be posting very, very soon with pictures of what the winners will be receiving and just different details. That will be on October 21st is when we open it up for y'all to start following Mm -hmm. and liking. And then you also get to tag people in the comments. You have to have a minimum of two people tagged in the comment section, but there's no limit as Mm -hmm. to how many you can tag. So, And each one is a bonus entry. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if you've got lots of friends who you think would be interested, uh, then you can tag them and then all they've got to do is the exact same thing. Follow, like, and then tag some more people. And we're really, really excited. In one package, we're going to be doing two packages. Mm -hmm. In one package, you'll be receiving an apologetic study Bible with some pens and some really cute quote cards that we're going to be personally designing. (laughs) And a couple of other things in the other package, you're going to be receiving our favorite Francis Chan book, Mm -hmm. Until Unity, along with a few pen, the quote cards, all that other stuff. So they're pretty similar except for the Bible and the book, Mm -hmm. but we are very, very excited for two of you to be the lucky winners and to receive these amazing packages. We put a lot of thought into it and we're really excited to just share some of our favorite things with y'all. So if you'd like more details, you can go and listen to our last podcast episode, we're doing a giveaway is the title of that episode, and you can learn a little bit more. Mm-hmm. That's just the brief rundown. Version. <laughs> That's the little rundown there. Yes, we are so very excited. Cannot wait to open that up for you all to enter, so be sure to check that out. 
Okay, Maddie, so let's get into this episode. So we got a question from one of our listeners. This was a little while back, and then we were looking back at it, and we thought, man, that would be a really good episode for this week. We're camping. We thought, man, we we probably won't even do an episode this week, and we just couldn't not do an episode, okay? We just couldn't not record for y'all because we love it so much, and we love y'all being able to listen with us and, and chat about it during the week. So we got this question. I'm just going to read it exactly how she sent it to us. And it's it's a very great question. And I think it's one that a lot of us can relate with, one that we often question or maybe maybe you've never questioned it before, but I think that we all do it, right? Mm-hmm. I think that as Christians, I think everyone does it, but especially as Christians, we wonder whether it's okay or not. That's really We're a bit like more what, conscious of it. Right, exactly. Okay, so here's the question. She says, is it good or bad that we act differently at home, school, work, church, etc.? Not that we are completely opposite of ourselves being good in one place and doing bad stuff in the other, but we just have a different flow or personality depending on who we are with and where we are at. This is an amazing question, and I really love that she's wondering if it's good or bad, because a lot of Christians, I think we kind of go through the motions, right? We go through the things, we go through the checklist. Okay, I didn't violate any of the Ten Commandments this week, so I'm doing great as a Christian, right? Mm -hmm. I didn't murder anybody. That's great. I'm doing, like, this Jesus thing. Got it. But how often do we actually question, like, man, I really... I kind of act different in this area. Like when I go to school and I'm around my friends, I act this way. Or Mm -hmm. when I'm at the lunch table, even at school in the same place, but I'm with a different group of friends, I act differently with them. Or when you go to church, maybe you act more, I don't know, I would say for most people, we act more mature. We try to be um, very professional kind of, right? Like in our faith and and that kind of thing. We, We try to trick people like we know where all the books of the Bible are in order and that we could, you know, we have stuff memorized, all that stuff. No, I'm just kidding. But, you know, we act we act differently in different places and different spheres of life that we're in. And so I just want to uh, chat a little bit about that. And I think from scripture, one of the examples that we have really, really studied and tried to look into a little bit, um, not just in this area, but in a lot of different areas is the life of Paul. And he was really good at this and like discussing this. So Maddie, mm-hmm. I want you to start us off with our verse because I think that would be just kind of a good place to start. And then we'll just have a real conversation about it like we usually do. Yeah, so the verse is out of 1 Corinthians 9, and I'm going to be starting at verse 19 and going all the way through 23. So it says, Although I am free from all and not anyone's slave, I have made myself a slave to everyone in order to win more people. To the Jews, I became like a Jew to win Jews. To those under the law, like one under the law, though I myself am not under the law, to win those under the law. Lots of, lots of law (laughs) stuff there. (laughs) To those who are without the law, like one without the law, though I am not without God's law, but under the law of Christ, to win those without the law. To the weak, I became weak in order to win the weak. I have become all things to all people, so that I may by every possible means save some. Hmm. Now I do all this because of the gospel, so that I may share in the blessings. So I think that this is a good verse because I do think that a lot of Christians think about this. I know that I definitely have just kind of like, is it right to 
act a little more mature at、mm. church, for example, or is it okay to act a little bit more like a typical teenager while I'm around other teenagers, or you know, just all that different stuff? And I'm sure lots of other people have thought about that. But Paul is saying that he becomes relatable、mm. to everyone, not necessarily that he conforms to their way of life,、mm-hmm. but he becomes relatable. He doesn't become all. Jewish, while he's trying to talk to Gentiles who、right. aren't going to respond to that because the Jews have kind of gotten a bad rap, and、mm-hmm. you know, like he becomes relatable to everyone in order to share the gospel, not just for fun, not just so that he can experience different things and、mm-hmm. act differently whenever he wants to, but because he wants to further the gospel,、mm-hmm. and it's not just for some frivolous reason. But then again, he still is keeping with the law of Christ, like he said. He's not compromising his moral standards in any way. He's not. Breaking、mm-hmm. the law of Christ in any way, but he just becomes this person where he can talk to anyone and everyone, and he has made himself a slave to the gospel, like it says in the beginning、mm-hmm. of that verse. And so, whatever the Lord calls him to do, so that he can reach others with the gospel, he's going to do. And so, you see a lot of times on. Lots of his different mission trips and missionary journeys, he either goes to the Jews, and he was a very prominent figure in the、mm-hmm. Jewish community, so he knows a ton about the law and the Old Testament and all the things that are going to really impress the Jews and、mm-hmm. speak to them. Right, and he also is able to go to the Gentiles. And he's able to just lay all that aside. He's not worried about the legalism and all the different things that the Jews expect you to do and the standards they that they expect you to keep up. But he's able to just relate with them and、mm-hmm. talk to them about Jesus because that's what they really, really need. And he tried to talk to the Jews about Jesus too. But I think that that's definitely a very, very good example. Paul's life is a good example because while he didn't compromise the law of Christ, he was still able to reach a lot of people and still be able to relate with. Them. So, I think that it is okay to act differently in some different settings, as long as you're not being like a completely different person. You're compromising、right. your character, and、mm-hmm. it's not in order to further the gospel. So, like in school, for example, since we're teenagers, lots of other teenagers are not going to want to sit and listen to me necessarily talk about my theology、mm-hmm. or things like that. They want me to make Christianity relate to their real lives,、mm-hmm. and I think that that's sometimes a mistake that can be made with teenagers specifically. Is that either we go one way completely, and it's just scripture that we're allowed to talk about, and we don't make it necessarily relate to their lives, relate、mm-hmm. to the modern day issues. Or just the things that teenagers are experiencing, or it tends to go the complete opposite way to the point where scripture isn't being discussed at all, and、mm-hmm. we're really just lowering ourselves a lot, and then bringing everyone else down with us、mm-hmm. because well, we need to relate to these kids, and these kids don't want to listen to me talk about my theology, so we'll just make everything fun and not that serious. And I think that that's a mistake that can be made because while they may not want to talk. Simply about theology, they want to make scripture relate to、mm-hmm. their real lives.、Mm-hmm. They don't want to just read it like it's a history textbook、right. where all you're learning about is what happened during Jesus' life, and that's not something that applies to us today. And you're not telling personal stories about how the gospel has impacted your life or different things like that. And I'm not saying that this happens in every youth group or youth circle, but、mm-hmm. I think that that is something that you're either one extreme or the other a lot of times. So I think that it is good sometimes to relate with people and be able to talk with them and not 
use all those churchy words and Mm -hmm. talk about things that they're not going to understand yet, but I don't think that you should lower yourself necessarily. Not that you're any better than them, but Mm -hmm. like you should have standards as a Christian and you shouldn't be willing to compromise those. And so I think that if you're a Christian, you should be able to lower yourself a little bit and just be able to talk to them the way that they're talking to you, kind of. And Mm -hmm. I don't know. Some people could take that out of context a lot of times, and lots of people make that an excuse of, well, I can live like the world then because I'm becoming all things to all people, and I'm relating with these people, but they take it to a whole nother extreme where they're acting like a completely different person around the people they go to work with, Mm -hmm. and then they're acting like a completely different person that they go to church with. Mm -hmm. So, I think that there's definitely a balance, but I don't necessarily think that it's a bad thing all the time to adapt to your surroundings, to your circumstances, and Mm -hmm. to the people that you're around. Mm -hmm. The key is to not conform. Yeah. I think that's... So, I like how you said adapt because... If we're relating with people, it doesn't mean that you're conforming. It doesn't mean that when I go home, I'm going to act like that, right? Yeah. Like that's going to be my normal life now and that's going to be a part of my personality and and all of that. And I think that one of the very important things to remember in this is that your personality, like your personality changes on a day-to-day mm-hmm. basis. Like even at home, even in your family, like your family should be able to testify to this, that your personality changes depending on what your circumstance is, what you're dealing with, what you're going through, um, your mood for that day, your attitude, whatever it may be, you adapt, right? Your personality mm-hmm. adapts for the day. But the thing is that you don't you don't go and you don't conform to whatever they may do unless it is a good thing. And that's where Christian discernment comes in. And I have been, I have been preaching this quite a bit in our Bible study group as of late is that I just, I do not see the level of Christian discernment that we're supposed to have in the American church anymore. And that is pretty scary because when it comes to things like this, when it comes to circumstances as a Christian, and this is not because I'm better than anyone else, but whenever I go and I meet people or I go to a new place or a church or whatever, I am constantly discerning how I should be acting, right? So, like, I want to adapt. I want to be able to relate with this person that I'm talking to at this church on Sunday, but it doesn't mean that I am going to, they say something about, hey, I struggle with uh, pornography or I struggle with, you know, this issue or cussing or whatever. It doesn't mean that I'm just going to say, oh, that's great. It doesn't mean that I'm going to conform and just say, hey, that's great because yeah. I want to win them. Um, and this is what a lot of Christians tend to do is that they they think that, okay, I have become all things to all people. They use that as an excuse to live worldly lives yeah. and then to go and think that, oh my goodness, like unsaved people are going to be so impressed by this and they're going to come to Jesus. Because okay. they think they can have the same lifestyle right. when they come to Jesus and they, it doesn't look like all the rules and the regulations mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, we have, like, seriously forgotten that the gospel of Christ changes the heart. Like, it changes yeah. everything about us. It deeply impacts every choice that we make. Every decision that we make in life is deeply impacted and rooted in what we have found in Christ, the hope that we have in Christ and how he wants us to live. Because Jesus has stuff to say about how we live, y'all. Like he's not silent when it comes to this. And I think that another thing is that, I know we've said this before, but you can go 
in the ditch on both sides of the road, right? So there has to be a balance of how Christians live and what, how does Christ want us to live? And so I love that Paul says, I have become all things to all people because just like Maddie said, he's able to relate and he's educated and he's smart Mm -hmm. and God has given him this ability, which I pray to the Lord that I'm able to have when sharing the gospel and when living my daily life is that people will be able to say like, I relate with Lily because she has this love for Jesus that is so evident and I want that in my life. It comes into your everyday life. It's not just a church thing. Mm -hmm. I think that that's what a lot of people want is they they want that life change. And I know that we've talked about this before, but they don't just want to see you being that one specific person our dog's making noise in the background. Um, they don't just want to see you be that good, perfect, mm-hmm. mature person on Sunday and then be a completely different person on Tuesday when right. you're at work. Mm-hmm. Like, they want to see a life change because why would they want to put on a show? Mm-hmm. That takes effort. Right. That takes time to learn what are the right things to say mm-hmm. and how do I fit in with these mm-hmm. people. They don't just want to put on a show. Like we, mm-hmm. people put on so many shows in yeah. their everyday life. Like no one needs another show to put on. Mm-hmm. They want a real life change where it actually impacts them and it's natural. Right. Like Lily said, there's a heart change mm-hmm. when you come to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And it has to affect everything that Mm -hmm. we do. And if it doesn't, then our character is inconsistent. And that is the problem in the American church is that we read verses like that. I have become all things to all people, like Paul was saying. And it doesn't mean that Paul was perfect. He's saying that in that verse. However, his character was consistent. Mm -hmm. His character in the Lord and who he truly was. Because God cares more about who we are than what we do. Because who we are affects what we do. And so everything about who we are needs to be changed from the inside out. And that only comes through Jesus and the gospel. We can't do it. We can't change ourselves. We can't do that kind of thing. And then when Jesus changed you, you are able to relate. You are able to impact others. You're able to love them in such a way that is in action and in truth. And so many times I think that we confuse love to be, like we focus on love just being kind. Love Mm -hmm. is kind. Don't get me wrong. Love is very kind. However, it also speaks truth. And so there are there are parts of loving people and relating with people that we just want to ignore because we don't want to do the hard stuff, right? Which we talk about all the time. We talk about doing hard stuff (laughs) all the time, but that's what Paul's saying here. And so to answer the question just very simply, it is not bad to act differently because you're, you're relating with different people. You're around different people who come from different backgrounds, come from different walks of life, come from different homes and, you know, all that stuff. Like, I can honestly say that I'm different in our Bible study group than I may be when I go to youth group at church, right? It's just, it's not that I'm a different person. Who I am is consistent because my character is consistent, but it doesn't mean that I just conform, right? Because I want to be real and I want to be relatable. And so that is what we have to understand. And I'm just taken back to when Paul went to Athens and he was with the Greeks. And before telling them about Jesus, he stood amongst their idols and commented about their devotion to their gods. You can find this in Acts 17, 22, if if anybody wants to look that up. Uh, Great story. And so instead of railing them about their idolatry of Athens and, you know, all the stuff, Paul used those symbols of pagan pride to gain their attention, 
which was amazing because he didn't, now this is, this is like my tendency, okay? I walk in, somebody's doing something they shouldn't, somebody's cussing, something, whatever. My first reaction as a believer is to like, you know, attack that immediately mm-hmm. and to make that stop. Um, that is just my personality. That's my tendency. Like, just stop it right now. Some people may be like, oh my goodness, that scares me. Like, I would never do that. But that's just my personality. I'm like, attack. Uh, but, but Paul stands in their midst in front of their idols, all this stuff. And he says, your devotion to your gods is good. Mm-hmm doesn't mean that you worshiping them is good. It doesn't mean that you having 17 million gods here is good. He wasn't saying that. What he was saying was their devotion to their gods was good. And this got their attention because he didn't walk in and say, you pagan idolaters, Mm -hmm. like you are just totally messed up, which it was true, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. they were living in sin. They're worshiping all these gods. They, They have idols totally against God and what he has said, but he doesn't go in and rail them. Instead, he says, your devotion is good. Here, here's what I want you to learn from this. And then he's able to present the gospel because he's loved them, but he's also pointed out something and gotten their attention that they're like, wait, what does this mean? Mm -hmm. Right? What, what does, what do I need to change? What, what does he truly mean by that statement? And so we see so many examples we could keep going, but for sake of time, right? Because we're already 23 (laughs) minutes in. We said we would try. (laughs) We try. (laughs) The point is that yes, it's good. As long as your character is consistent, Uh your character has to be consistent. And I love what Paul just says. Like, that's just such a great example because you can relate with people. I was reminded of uh, when we went to the Chin Church, actually, mm-hmm. and they're, they're Burmese and I love their culture. Like, the, it's just very interesting, but it doesn't mean that I'm going to um, conform to their culture because I'm not Burmese, but it's a really cool culture and, and stuff that they do. But when we went to the church, we had kind of studied up on, mm-hmm. you know, all their culture stuff and, and what they were used to and how they practice religion and all that. Um, but we went to to the church and it was amazing because we got there and it's like a whole new environment to us, right? Like we're yeah. we're the only white folks yeah. in there. It was a whole new environment and our tendency is to like, oh my goodness, I just have to do everything that they do, mm-hmm. right? So that I so that I don't do anything wrong. That's that's a natural part of us. And I think that as Christians, that's really good. Go with it, but make sure that you're using your Christian discernment because that's where that comes yeah. in. That's a natural tendency that we have. Some people may call it people pleasing. What we're talking about here is not the same as people pleasing. It's not just doing stuff because you want to be liked by people. It's for the sake of it's the gospel. Exactly. That's what you have to keep in mind. Like yep. there's a big difference between people pleasing mm-hmm. and and sharing and, the gospel. <laughs> yeah, because like Lily was saying, sometimes you know love is kind, mm-hmm. but then again, love is sometimes a little bit convicting and yep. bold. Even yeah, bold. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say harsh, but I don't think that love is necessarily harsh. But mm-hmm. bold is definitely a better word. Mm-hmm. And so I think that sometimes you just have to look at it like that. Like, is this going to help me? to gain a little bit more credibility Mm -hmm. with them and to share the gospel even better Mm -hmm. because they respect me, I respect them, and we have like this mutual understanding of we are here to share the gospel. And I know that that's not necessarily in every situation. Like at the Chin Church, you know, they're all Christians. They all love Jesus. Right. So therefore, our goal was the same. Mm -hmm. All of us had the same goal. That Mm -hmm. was to share the gospel. Now, in a worldly setting, your goal should be to share the gospel, but it's not necessarily going to be the same with everyone around you. Right. But right. Anyway, 
Yes. So we went into the Chin Church and one of the things that Maddie and I picked up on very, very, very quickly was that they are very thankful, Mm -hmm. very thankful. And I love that. Like that's something that my Christian discernment goes, wait, why in the American church don't we do that? Right? Because like they were just so thankful about us coming and driving there. And I'm thinking like, oh my goodness, like uh, as in the American church, like people could literally drive across the country and we'd be like, hey, thanks for being here. You know, Mm -hmm. that's great that you're here. Um, And that'd be about it. But in their culture, they are so thankful mm-hmm. and that just overflows in their attitude and their words and all these things and so what did maddie and i do we were overly thankful way more than we are used to in the mm-hmm. american church and in our worldly setting um in our culture back to them because we were so excited to be there and stuff but it's it, we're just not used to expressing it as much as they are and yeah. you know and making sure that they knew that and so over and over and over again the guy who invited us is just thank you so much for coming it is so good that you're here we're so excited about it you know just and it was genuine it was just so genuine and i remember thinking and maddie and i have talked about this many many times since that we were both like, we want to be genuine in that. Like, we yeah. want to be thankful to people um, because it shows that you're loving and it just, it brings this unity that mm-hmm. is so amazing in the church. And like Maddie said, our goal was the same, but adopting that one simple practice that they have in their culture into ours and making sure that they knew that we were thankful um, for them inviting us and for having us was a true blessing to us. And we used our Christian discernment. That's not bad. We're able to relate with them then. And we were able to build this connection with them that was very, it was just amazing. It was mm-hmm. amazing. And so I, I just want to end with this thought. The cross is very offensive to people who are perishing. And we yeah. find that verse in uh, 1 Corinthians one eighteen. It says, the preaching of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. And I, I think that that verse is very key because whenever you're preaching the gospel, if we don't build that relationship with people and, and truly relate with them, then we're not going to be able to share the gospel mm-hmm. because the gospel is offensive because it's offensive to our human pride. It's offensive to our human nature and our sin. It calls it out very blatantly. And so when you share that with someone, it's going to be like, whoa, that's deep, right? That's That like changes my life and Mm -hmm. it should. And the problem is that as Christians, we've gotten so used to preaching the gospel as something that is easy peasy and we water it down. And that's why so many people are not truly becoming disciples. They're just converts. And I think that in the American church, we need to really focus in on being all things to all people so that we can share the gospel more boldly and louder than we ever have before. Mm-hmm. So here's the moral of the story, as I always say. I think that in some cases, it's fine to mm-hmm. be a little bit different in different settings as long as you're not compromising yep. your standards mm-hmm. and your witness and mm-hmm. Christianity. So I think that that comes with a lot of knowledge of scripture. You need to be studying scripture, right. understanding what Jesus expects of you because even Jesus did this. Like I was reading in Matthew the other day and it was talking about Matthew himself being called to be a disciple and then immediately he goes to his friends who are tax collectors and it says disreputable sinners and Jesus goes and eats with them and talks with them Mm -hmm. and has such an influence and so he wasn't so caught up in religion and being so legalistic and because then the pharisees came and they're like oh my goodness how are you eating with <laughs> how these are people you here um 
But even Jesus was willing to relate with people mm-hmm. and willing to come into their sin and yeah. change them while mm-hmm. not partaking in the sin, obviously, because Jesus never sinned. Right. We're not meant to sin either. Yep. But stepping into their sin, intervening mm-hmm. in their sin and calling them to something different. Yep. So I think that that's what needs to be our goal yeah. also. Anyway, we're going to wrap up in prayers. So please pray with us. Lord, I just thank you for this day and this episode. I pray that you would just use this episode in whatever way you choose. I pray that you would just help us in the rest of our week and um, that you would just use this podcast episode. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, y'all. I want to leave you with one thought. We must love them enough to be able to look at them and say, Jesus died for you. And if that means that I can share the gospel with you by relating in this way, by talking about this and leading that to Jesus, because that's the whole point. Like if we're becoming all things to all people for ourselves, because we're being selfish in that and because we just want to dabble in this and dabble in that and have a little bit of fun here and have a little bit of fun there, then that's sin. That Mm -hmm. doesn't work. But if we're doing it for the sake of the gospel, like Maddie said, then we have to genuinely love them enough to be able to say, I want you to know the gospel. And if that means that I need to relate with you in this way in order to be able to talk to you about it, then I am totally good for that. Yeah. Because I am able to discern what is good and bad here. And I I love you enough to be able to tell you that. So anyway, that was just a last minute thought that I had during your (laughs) prayer. So, all right, guys, thank you so much for listening. We love you all so much. We hope that this episode encouraged you. If it did, um, please hit that download button. Be sure to leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It helps so much. Y'all don't even know. It is so amazing. Be sure to hit that subscribe button Um, on any platform that you're on. You can follow or subscribe. That is is another way that you can help us to grow and be able to reach more people with the gospel and be able to relate with them in this way uh, like we're trying to do. So thank you so much for helping us to share Jesus with so many people that need to hear it. That is our goal. That is our mission. We're not going to compromise on anything and uh, we are going to keep sharing the truth of the Lord with those who need to hear it. So thank you so much for being here and joining us and we will talk to y'all next Monday. Bye guys. (laughs) 